You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 62 with Melissa Sharp. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, we are back for part three of the three-part series of Leave No Girl Behind with Melissa Sharp. Today, we are chatting about talking with our kids versus talking at them and how it's so important to have a conversation with them and ask them open-ended questions. Also, asking them how they are feeling versus assuming you already know. So as we close this series, we also want to encourage you to find their tribe so that it can feed their soul to surround our daughters with the right kind of girls and also be the example that we want for our girls to model after. So how do our girls see us with our friends? How do they see us behave or resolve conflict? This plays such a huge role with our daughters when forming friendships and maintaining them. So I hope this series has left you inspired to help your daughters navigate friendships and what to do when the drama arises. Let's go to the show. Today's mom of the moment spotlight is Susanna Finley. Melissa, thank you so much for coming back for part three of the series today. Hi, Amber. So the past two shows, you've been talking about favorite vacation spots and they've been in the United States. And Mm -hmm. as most of you know, Melissa lives in Canada. (laughs) 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 And so um, I want to promote Canada right now. Uh, Where is a location that you would say... If you were going to go to Canada, don't miss out on going here. I would probably say old Montreal. It's like Europe and Canada. It's phenomenal. Uh, Canada is a, a very vast, huge country. We have everything East coast to West coast. It's, uh, it's a misunderstanding for a lot of people of what Canada has to offer. Um, and there's so many amazing places to visit here, but I would say probably check out Montreal, definitely old Montreal. Yeah. And you know what? That's on my list because it looks like Europe, because here's the deal, right? Not everybody could go to Europe, like, you know, uh, money wise or trying to leave your kids right for a certain amount of time. Like you really have to, uh, think, okay, so we're going to be gone this long because of jet lag and, and you have to decide, okay, so can we live, leave our kids that long? And then if you think about bringing your kids, you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so expensive. So um, I like that Montreal is an option that's much closer that you can kind of experience Europe, you know, without flying so far away. You know what though? And I, I just want to tell a quick story here and I want to interject because um, we've talked a little bit about your vacation planning tool and this is why you had sent it to me. And this is why I think it's so phenomenal. I know there's a lot of families that can't, that think that they can't afford to do family vacations. And, you know, it, my husband and I being self-employed, I, I, you know, this was a thought for us and it's a thought for us. Like we have to strategically plan for our family vacations and we have to save up and put money away from them for them. So I understand that whole concept, but I, you know, I have a girlfriend who's got a lot of kids. They have a big family and uh, they're on a church salary and her dream being European was to always go to Europe. And so she would take a few dollars at a time and stash it in a shoebox in her closet. And it took some time, but she was able to save for a trip to Europe. And if you actually had something like the vacation planning tool and and a, a spreadsheet and all the tools and the resources, if she had had that available to her at the time, she probably would have been able to do it so much faster than the way that she was doing it. But it was completely doable. 
And that's the thing. I don't want people to see this and think that it's a far off dream. It's not. It's all about margin in our lives. And this is something that when you think about the summers, how many summers do we have left with our kids? It is completely doable. And yes, we sometimes have to make, you know, sacrifices of other things. Uh, to invest in other areas of our life, but it's totally worth it. And if you have the tools and the resources and the plan, it makes that planning a reality. And that's what I loved about it. Well, well thank you. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. And and that is true. It, it is. And I don't want people to think like, well, we can't do it. That was the whole point that we created it is so that ordinary people, which I'm in that category, mm-hmm. okay, um, where I'm one income and, you know, I have to pass up, you know, redoing our kitchen because vacations are more important to me. So it's not like, oh my gosh, I have everything and I'm doing the vacation. So I totally get it. And this is why I wanted to create this tool so that it could become a reality for people. And and listen, you may not go to Europe. Maybe you're just, you're, you're wanting to go to an amazing theme park for a long weekend. So whatever yeah. it is for you. And, you know, as we're approaching Christmas, you know, this, this episode is going to be airing right before then. You know, think about um, what kind of experiences do you want to have with your children and your family, maybe versus just buying a lot of stuff? Because, you know, I can guarantee you they won't remember what they got five years from now. And so, but they will remember a family vacation. So if you guys are interested, you can just go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash vacation planning tool. So let's jump into our last episode for this series. You know, how about you share with us what, let's share the R word of today. And if you can just kind of recap. Right. So episode one, we talked about reveal. It's the first R. We need to reveal to our daughters what it is that they're experiencing, the emotions. We need to put labels on them. Uh, We're a society where people, we need to label something so that we can kind of grasp it and understand it. And that's revealing what it is to our daughters that they're feeling, or maybe the feelings of, of other kids and the way that those other girls are responding or reacting to our kids, which goes into the second hour, which is we need to teach them how to respond versus react. Uh, how do we teach them to do that? What does that look like? Uh, responding is, is very different when they're younger. Um, you know, when we're, as I said, it's six and 10, right? So my girls are at two very different stages and one is more a mental gain and the other one's more an emotional gain, a, a mental challenge and emotional challenge and how to respond instead of react looks very different in the two different stages. And then for this episode, for our final episode, we need to look at the final R, which is redirect. And so we're revealing, we're responding, and now we are redirecting them. And we're going to talk about what that looks like. Yeah. And I wanted to start off um, this just kind of chatting with you really quick about how did you feel when you were growing up? Oh, like how did I feel? Yeah, with all of this. Like how, how when you think back to elementary, middle school or high school, oh, um, yeah. was there a certain area that was a much harder? And if so, why? Yeah, you know what? Writing and developing this series and oh, really made me look back at my own childhood. I have specific memories. I have very specific memories. Um, I think all of us do. I have good memories and I have bad memories. And it and really, high school was a big one too for me. Um, how did I stick out? And what was the perception? that other people had of me compared to what I thought other people thought of me 
uh, that's what's so great about uh, social media. It's one of the few things I like about social media is reconnecting with people from your past. And, um, and I've been able to do that and connect with some old girlfriends from high school and the conversations that we've had, how they perceived me versus how I thought they perceived me were two totally different things. So, you know, if, if I have a, I have a very good mother, uh, she was a single mom. A lot of people, you know, know my story. A lot of, a lot of your listeners don't, uh, and it's a crazy story, but I have a single mom who worked her fingers to the bone to care for four children. And emotionally, my mother wasn't able to be there. She wasn't there physically because she had to go back to work and she wasn't there emotionally, um, because she was dealing with a lot of her own stuff. And so, you know, my mother and I've reconnected emotionally in my adult years. But if these tools, if I had been taught these tools when I was young, I probably would not have struggled with my identity so much in my 20s. Um, yeah, if that I, makes if sense. I, right. And yes, there's a lot of the hard things in life are the teachers of life. So I've learned a lot and it's not a do-over for me. Um if anybody had listened, if you've listened to my, my first episode with you, the first interview that you ever did with me, I talked about a little bit about, um, my heart's desire to have daughters. It was, it was a real prayer of mine. I had asked the Lord for daughters because I really desired to raise strong women. That actually makes me very emotional. Um, I, I went through a number of years, not being a strong woman and I know who I am now and I know my identity and I really don't want to have daughters that are going to struggle the way that I struggled. I want them to change the world around them. And so that's my life's purpose. And my life's mission is to teach them how to, how to change the world around them, not change the world as in this big grand sphere that we live in. It starts with the relationships that they cultivate around them. And so that's where this is really coming from. Yeah. For me, you know, I wasn't an extrovert, so I'm an introvert, but I can be outgoing. And, but that I, I cultivated that as I got older and then the jobs that I was in kind of pushed me to be that. But, um, I, I, I never had like bad moments in high school or middle school. It just kind of, I could take it or leave it, honestly. Like, it wasn't like, like, I don't look back of it. Like, some people are on like homecoming court and all that kind of stuff. And they just think, oh my gosh, like, they really, like, that was the peak of their life. That definitely was not the case for me, which in some ways I'm like, I'm glad that was not the peak of my life. You know, some people are like, they want to relive the past because it was so amazing. Some people want to run from it. Mine was just kind of, I don't know, vanilla. I mean, it just was like, it was just there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to go back, but it wasn't awful. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. But I do, I do think like you can see where it's hard to find the right girlfriends and, you know, the right groups to be in. And uh, you could tell like which groups might be more popular or whatever. And th- that's the thing. Like, I didn't really care about that stuff. And if you know me personally today, I, I still don't care about that stuff. So it kind of makes sense, I, you know, that I could see that going forward. Um but I don't know. It's just, you know, some people have a really, really hard time and, you know, you have to think about like, how is that going to shape your daughter's lives? Because 
like how you were, right? And so um, good or bad. And but the, at the same time, like the things that you go through, they really make up the fiber of who we are today. So it's hard because what I want to change it, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like you ha- you learn so many life skills, right? From from going through through those things. And you said this in the last episode about you're not wanting to jump in too much like a helicopter mom um, for your kids because you want them to be able to figure out how to navigate all that stuff. And I totally agree because I think there is this fine line, like when do you need to step in and when do you need to let them deal with it so that they can figure this out? Because listen, they are going to have challenging people in their lives like forever, right? You're, yeah. If it's a coworker, a boss, there could be annoying people, there could be mean people. And so you don't want to take that away and put them in a bubble so much that they really have no idea how to deal with frustrating people or challenging people when they're in college or as, you know, working adults. So I think all this kind of comes full circle. Hey, you guys, here is today's mom of the moment spotlight. Hi, I'm Susanna Finley, a mom of two. Going down to one income when my kids were young and now with kids in rep sports, I know how expensive life can get. I knew that a nine to five would be difficult because we're always on the go. So that's why I partnered with the dermatologist that created the most recognized acne solution in the world as an ambassador for their new billion dollar skincare brand. It's been a perfect fit. No inventory, no parties, no deliveries, but it has created time freedom for me and financial options for my family. Our company attracts the best of the best from doctors, teachers, stay at home moms, nurses, athletes, corporate executives, hairstylists, makeup artists, and even a few celebrities. And what do they all have in common? They see partnering with this brand as an incredible opportunity to create a better future for their families. If you have big dreams for your family, email me at lifefullout at outlook.com. And let's talk about turning your dreams into your reality. I was going to ask you, so how do we create an open dialogue with our girls, you know, especially our shy ones? Like, what is the line between being a friend versus being a parent when it comes to this stuff? And what does that look like? And I don't mean like, oh, we're going to be their friend. Okay. But like where you're just trying to not always be like, I'm the parent, I'm the parent, you know? And so, (laughs) because sometimes I feel like the kids will kind of shut down if you're always acting like that, right? You're still the parent in the situation, but like, when do you kind of try to be, you know, not be so like, listen to me, I'm the parent, you know, what is your thoughts on that? Well, it's honestly, it's treating your child like a person. So uh, we get the, the parenting issue happens when we talk at our kids and not with our kids. So when you're constant, when someone's constantly talking at you, I mean, that you're just going to tune that person out after a while. It's, it's your, it's just a, a dialogue. You want to have um, a conversation with your kids. You want to validate your kids' feelings. You want to ask your kids questions um, that are more open-ended instead of, uh, you don't want to tell your kids how they're feeling. You want to ask them how they're feeling. Um, ask them how they handle the situation before telling them how they should have handled the situation. And you learn this when your kids get a little bit older. So having a conversation with my 10 year old is very different than having a conversation with my six year old. But nonetheless, I, I need to have a conversation with them. I can't just talk at them all the time. And I think that when you start talking to your kids and and actually there's a really good friend of mine who pointed this out. And I think it was the greatest compliment I ever got as a mom. And this isn't, you know, patting me on my back. This is just 
this was a win for me. We have a lot of failures and we have a lot of wins. This was a win for me. And a really close friend of mine pointed it out. And she said, you actually talk with your kids. You don't talk at them. And that's where it started for me. And so I've been able to go to moms who are three steps behind me and say, you know, have a conversation with your, with your daughter uh, and, and frame it like you're having a conversation with your girlfriend by using like great body language and your tone of voice. You're still the parent. Don't cross that line and, you know, start chatting like your girlfriends and, and you have to, you have to keep order. You know, you have to make good choices, um, in what you're talking about with your kids, but make them feel like what they have to bring to the conversation is just as important because the reality is, is your kid has a personality that's all unique to themselves. And what's logical to you is not necessarily logical to them. And so when they can hear themselves talk, it makes them feel validated. Why do you think that we have an entire generation of kids who want to grow up to be YouTube stars? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they just want, they just want to be heard. And so if they're not being heard in their home and they're not feeling like what they have to say to mom is of any importance, they're going to find some other outlet to talk about it. But, you know, a lot of us have watched Gilmore Girls. We mm-hmm. want to be Lorelai Gilmore on the inside. We want to be the one that our daughter's going to talk to and we're going to have those conversations with. And it's, yeah, it's just being that safe place for them. So that leads me to, Melissa, what is one of the greatest lessons that we are told over and over again? I think one of the greatest lessons that we're taught is that um, we need to model the behavior that we want to see in our kids. There, our, my daughters are many versions of me. Let's just be honest. And so when they get exasperated with something and they get frustrated and they're grunting under their breath, well, guess where they got that from? Mom. They got that from me. And I see so many uh, things about my personality and my behaviors come out in them that uh, it's a real eye opener that they're going to mimic me. This is this. I'm the person that they're learning how to be a woman from. And so I have to model good behavior. I have to model, um, being a good mom, you know, something that, that stuck out for me is, um, how often are we acting not our most authentic selves that we should be in front of our kids. Do our kids ever hear us? Do our daughters ever hear us gossiping about another mom? Do they hear us talking behind somebody's back? Uh, Do they hear us air out our issues with somebody else? And they just happen to catch wave of the conversation that we're having with someone because their ears are always open. They're always listening. They're going to learn this behavior from us. Are we always being cognizant of what we're putting out there and what they're seeing and what they're hearing? Uh, It's a reality check because you're going to see yourself in your kids and the way that you're treating other women is how they're going to learn how to treat other girls. Yeah. And I feel like that's so true. And I, I, you know, when they're little, you can, you can get away with like really little, they, you can talk about people and maybe you're not even talking about them in a gossiping way. You're just kind of talking maybe to your spouse or if you had somebody over for coffee and you're just kind of 
sharing something, you know, um, which makes me think like we're in a small group and, you know, we've talked about like everything that we talk about needs to stay here, wherever that is, uh, you know, that we're talking, but you know, someone brought up, you need to be very careful about talking about what is being discussed in small group when your kids are around, because (laughs) your kids could hear that and then go share it. And so um, they're definitely listening. Even if you think they're not listening, they may not completely understand it. And, you know, just being careful, like how you respond, right. Respond or how you react to um, people doing things or, you know, if you're like, I can't believe this or they're acting this way and, um, you know, because they're going to pick up all on all of that and then mimic that. So I do feel like that's so important that we have to really evaluate how we are responding to people. And, you know, um, because really our kids just kind of do what we do, you know, and which is scary. And <laughs> it is scary. And I think the whole reason why we react to situations or people or circumstances instead of respond well is because we, we somehow justify it and we seek immediate gratification. And so some, when we, you know, we snap at something or we react at something, it's an immediate gratification for us, which is why it's relational aggression. It's why we see, you know, a little girl, leave somebody out or bully another little girl or say something mean, it's because it's a, it's a moment of immediate gratification for that person. That is just us in our human flesh. You know, that's not specific to, to men, to women, to boys, to girls. That is just us as people. That's what we need is immediate gratification. But, you know, we are told over and over and over again that we are to be slow to anger and we are to be very careful with our words. And so if we want to model good behavior for our kids and then learn how to do these things, uh, we need to rein it in in ourselves and we need to let go of immediate gratification. And we need to understand that not every feeling and every emotion that we have has to be justified somehow. Sometimes you just feel a feeling because you felt a feeling. Like right. sometimes you're anxious and you don't know why you're anxious. Sometimes you're happy and you don't know why you're happy. Sometimes you get angry and you're not sure what it is you're angry at. But you can't have immediate gratification for that feeling. And you don't always need to justify it. What we need to do, and this is how the third R comes into play for me, is we need to learn how to redirect. And we talked about that a little bit with. Um, responding, right? And so, you know, with my eldest daughter, when she's dealing with, you know, being left out or being, you know, pushed around a little bit emotionally by other like girls on the playground and, and, and whatnot, and what happens within those situations and circumstances, uh, you know, I'm trying to teach her how to respond with, uh, okay, and let it go. And then the, the kids who have the character um, that she should be surrounded by are the ones who are going to be drawn to her on the playground. And she needs to look for those people. You also need to teach your kids how to redirect them uh, to find their tribe. And we all have a tribe. We all have a village, right? And so this is the whole thing. It's like, you don't want your kid, you don't want your daughter hanging out with that group of mean girls who are who are always pinning each other against each other. And they're always taking things from each other. And there's, there's always an issue. How do you redirect them? Well, you, you help your, your daughter find her tribe, just like you're trying to find yours. You redirect them. You know, 
get them to open up their eyes and their ears to find those kids who are like-minded, kids who are interested in the same types of things that they are. This is why I'm a huge believer in extracurricular activities and sports, sports for kids, sports for girls. Um, You know, your kid likes hockey and this is something that she's drawn to and she always wants to play hockey out on the, on the, uh, the street with the kids in the neighborhood, put her on a hockey team. Get her in skating. Um, there's a really great organization called Girls on the Run. And this is actually a, an organization you can find their website, Girls on the Run. It is uh, available in, I believe, in every state in the United States. And it's a running organization for girls who just want to move and run. And, and it's teaching them how to be, uh, I believe that they do like long distance running and short distance running. But it's for girls who are like-minded, who are interested in uh, in doing, you know, sports and physical activity. And it's all about empowerment. And Girls on the Run has this, uh, has mentors, women mentors who come in. You know, these are, it's, some of these are, are girls in their 20s who are three, four, five steps ahead who are mentoring these young girls to go forward for, you know, education and, and, um, and just all sorts of awesome stuff. You have a kid who's interested in helping you in the kitchen get her in a cooking class. You know, uh, you can find them pretty inexpensively through different um, city organizations and stuff like that. I know we can do it here. We have a kid who loves art. Get her involved in an art class. Take her to a library. Um, you know, sign her up in a group where she's with other kids who are like-minded and help her find her people who think like she thinks, uh, who like to do the things that she does. Recognize that your kid may not be just like you and like is interested in doing things that you may not have any interest in. Um, but helping them just just find their people, find the girls who who uh, think like they think and are creative like they're creative and and have goals. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I just I feel like um it's easy to kind of just push kids to into whatever you think that they should go into versus really doing stuff that they may be passionate about. Like you said, right. you may not be interested in that. So you may kind of lean a little bit away from that going, uh, I don't really want you to do that because I don't care about it. But I do think that makes such a big difference when you listen to your kids and what they're interested in. I feel like that just makes them feel like a million bucks that you're like, oh, so you actually are listening and you think it's important for me to do the things that I really want to do. Yes. And when they have their when they have their tribe and they have something outside of themselves, a place where they feel like they belong, it's easier for them to deflect the negativity around them because they know that they have their people. Mm, Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of these mean girl problems happen when these, these girls don't really know who their friends are and they struggle to find their identity. You know, we talked about that tween stage Yeah, and I'm telling you, the hormones start raging. Amber just hold on because it <laughs> is coming. Uh, you yeah. are going to find your your daughter hiding behind the couch crying. And oh, she's gosh. like, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> it's, like P- it's like PMS, like without it the is. PMS. <laughs> it is. But when they have a sense of belonging and they know that they are loved and they, they you, you are helping direct them to find their people and to find the things that they love and to do the things that they want to do, 
they're able to let go of all the excess garbage that's around them. And, and that's just the, that's the bottom line is that, you know, this relational aggression happens when they're trying to assert, when, when these girls are trying to assert their place in the world, they are trying to feel a sense of identity but guess what, moms? It is your job to help your kids find their identity. Yeah, that's great. Well, Melissa, so we're all, we're at the end of the show. How about you share with everybody where they can find you? Ah, uh, you can find me on my website. It's Melissa P Sharp, S H A R P E dot com, and uh, you can find all of my stuff on on the website. I write for. Uh, a number of different organizations and, uh, and I write devotional series and so forth. So you can find me there or you can find me under the same name on Instagram, Melissa P. Sharp. Awesome. And as you guys know, you can go to the Mom Inspired Show Facebook group. We would love to hear from you today and share your stories and feel free to ask us any questions. We would love to hear from you. Melissa, we are at the end of the series and I so appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Thank you, Amber. It's it's a joy every single time we do this. And there you have it. Hey, you guys, I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you would like to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Amber Sandberg. And on Twitter, I am at Mom Inspired Show. I will see you next week. <laughs>